It seems like in most cases, everyone starts running for a different reason or everyone's purpose to run is for a different reason. And this one story here is no different. Now picture yourself having an accountability partner, a friend, a best friend, someone you ran with, someone you laughed with, someone you set goals with. And suddenly, one morning, you realize they weren't there anymore. They passed away right around Christmas morning, no less. How devastating would that be? How would you feel about running? Where would your motivation go? Where would your belief in humanity go and the things that happen and the struggles that we have to get through in day-to-day life? This is the story of Dorothy. In this interview, she's going to share what it was like for her to start running, to find an accountability partner, to find a friend, to find someone that can help motivate her and run together, and then what it was like to have that all disappear literally overnight. Dorothy's going to talk about pushing through that challenging part in her life, how she was able to use that as motivation, and how she's pushed through and found nutrition and fitness, and how she not only has found a love and a passion of both, but she teaches it as a job as well, which I think is super cool. Dorothy has not only found the benefits of living a healthy lifestyle to improve her running, but recovery as well, mental clarity. She's love it. She has more energy. She has better digestion. Many benefits that she's going to talk about in this interview, and she's going to talk about how it's improved her running as well. So we got that coming up today. This is Drew, and you're listening to the Transformations Through Running Podcast. All right, before we get into the show, I want to tell you about Detoxify Yourself. This is a book that I wrote myself, and I'm very proud of that. <laughs> Thank you. It takes so much time and effort to put together a book, and Dorothy's going to mention briefly how she's going through that process right now and how she's working on her very own recipe book, which is super exciting. I know from my professional baseball experience days, the benefits of living a healthy lifestyle through nutrition and how it helped me heal my body, run faster, jump higher, be able to perform at a high level. And it wasn't until I started to pay attention to the foods that I was putting in my body until I became a better athlete. I want to teach you runners how to do that as well. So if you would like to head over to trueformlife.com slash detoxify yourself, this talks all about my book called Detoxify Yourself, and it talks about the toxins we put on our body and in our body, the toxins that we're cooking with. This this diet here is not actually a diet. We call it a lifestyle diet, but it talks about how to live free of gluten, dairy, soy, and GMOs. We stay away from refined sugar. It is a plant-based diet, but if you are so inclined, you can add meat to the, the, to the recipes in the book. So there's all kinds of ideas and suggestions and recipes on how you can live a detox-free lifestyle, how you can slowly and transitionally, I'm not sure if that's a word, slowly and transition, transitionally take the toxins out of your life so you can live a detox lifestyle as opposed to, or so you can avoid quick fads or de- quick detox, like weekend detoxes or cleanses, which we're not a fan of. So more details are at trueformlife.com slash yourself. All right, super excited to be here with Dorothy Keith. Welcome to the show, Dorothy. 
Hey, Drew, thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Now, we've got a show jam-packed with information and storytelling. I can't wait to hear your story. Are you excited to get into it? I'm very excited. <laughs> Dorothy's been a guest on our Exploring Mind and Body radio show on podcast a few different times, but we've never actually talked about your story and how you got started. What, what's the deal with you and running? Why did you start running to begin with? Oh, boy. Well, it was kind of randomly... I was, it was my first year in my teaching career, and I had a colleague just come to me and ask me, hey, do you want to do a half marathon? And I was trying to meet some new people and get involved in the community. I thought, I've never done that before. Let's do it. <laughs> so I trained, and I did quite well at that half marathon, but I'd have to say I wasn't addicted to running right away. I did that first half marathon. It was my first run and I chose to do a half marathon. Kind of crazy thinking back to that. Why did you choose the half for the first one? I didn't know anything about running. <laughs> I was just looking to meet people and do like do new things, have new experiences and that's kind of what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so how did it turn out? Not so bad, actually, but I had trained with the with another girl who had done many, many um, half marathons and who was very well trained, so that helped. But I have to say, it wasn't the best the next few days after my half marathon, and I was pretty much immobile. <laughs> Couldn't move. <laughs> so how long did it take before you are able to actually start moving around again? A uh, good week, I'd say. It sounds so long now because n now that I enjoy running, I run often. Recovery is really important to me. And my last half marathon that I ran, I was running the next day because I've got my recovery down to a science pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So I'm glad that you've been able to progress and get better with your running and training and recovery. I, I think that getting into the story of your passion behind running and where that originated from would be a good place to get this show going. Sure, I'd love to love to talk about that. So after my first half marathon, like I said, I wasn't addicted to running. I really didn't have any plans of running again. But the next year, that same lady comes knocking at my classroom door. Hey, do you want to do another half marathon? And of course, I said yes. <laughs> and that year I did not train. I ran a few runs, but I had the attitude, well, I did this once before, I can do it again. And I have to tell you, I regretted that so much. My second half marathon was so hard and the recovery was pretty horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you decide not to train? You just thought that you didn't need to because you did it before? That's right. I thought, well, I've done this before, I can do it again. <laughs> and you know, life kind of took over as well and I, I was beginning in my teaching career and I let work take up most of my time and didn't make training a priority. So that kind of got away from me. The date arrived and I actually contemplated backing out of the race. <laughs> but I had signed up with somebody else and I felt committed to do it with them. So I went ahead and I did it, not so gracefully. <laughs> so tell us, tell us what happened throughout the race. Like, Take us through. I know we have a more particular focused one that we're going to talk about here shortly. But what was this one like? Oh, Drew, I was very inexperienced runner. I didn't have any of the gear that helps you run. For example, I ran my half marathon in 
dress socks. Oh, wow. <laughs> Why did you think that was a good idea? Because at that point in my life, socks were socks. It didn't matter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so you had dress socks, and what else did so you... So I was getting blisters really, really, really early on in the race. I can't remember because it was quite a few years ago now, but I just re- remember thinking... How am I going to run for another two hours? Because it took me in the beginning a good two and a half hours for a half marathon. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to run another two hours with these feet? (laughs) (laughs) So what happened? How did you do it? Oh, I just kept plugging away. And I was lucky because the colleague running with me, she was committed to sticking by my side. So she was, she didn't take off on me. She was running beside me the whole time. So I had somebody to talk to throughout the race and take my mind off of my burning feet and my legs were just on fire (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) I remember actually... Being in so much pain by near the end, like really close to the end, probably 1K left. And I was in so much pain that I was a grump, like Mrs. Grumpus right here. (laughs) And I was turning, it was kind of a windy kilometer to the finish line. And I turned a corner and there was a support crew of volunteers saying, oh, yay, like you're almost there. Keep going. And I'm like, oh, thank gosh, I'm going to turn this corner and I'm going to be there. Then I turn the next corner and there's another support crew or volunteer. <laughs> oh, keep going. You're doing great. Like, and I truly appreciate the volunteers. Like, it's one of the hardest jobs I know. But at this time, I was just miserable. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, one more, one more. And there's another turn. And I'm still not at the finish line, but the volunteer is volunteer is encouraging me to keep going. And I, and I turned and like snapped and was like, are you sure the finish line is around the corner? I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> because I was in so much pain um, that I just, I, I was grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a lot for you to be grumpy. I suppose. <laughs> okay, so what? I'm always curious to know what kept you going. Why didn't you stop? stop or go home or what, what what was the driving force to get you through that run during during that particular run you know it was just my goal and it was to finish and I'm pretty headstrong when I start something that I'm going to finish it also I was running with somebody else that was committed to sticking with me throughout the run so I didn't want to just give up for me giving up wasn't an option in When I really thought about it, two hours or two and a half hours out of my day or out of my life wasn't that bad. I could be in pain for that time. (laughs) (laughs) So after you finished the race, what was it like? Did you say you're never going to run again or what what was your mindset afterwards? I could not walk to the car hardly, (laughs) limping along (laughs) to the car. And I never thought... I would run again in my life. But then I joined a fitness class not too long after that summer and got to know some more people in, you know, the athletic world, I suppose you could say. And they started doing, some of the people I was getting to know were doing more fun runs. So 5Ks and, and smaller runs, and the, the mud runs and the foam runs. And that was something I could get on board with. <laughs> so for quite some time, I did small 
smaller or shorter distance running for fun, then the love for running started to develop after that. It's interesting. Do you regret not doing an easier run first, or are you happy you kind of get that half marathon out of the way? I'm kind of happy I just went for it and did it without knowing. Because, <laughs> you know, if I had to train for smaller distances first, maybe I wouldn't have done a half marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I have an interesting story of how I ran a half marathon without training. So that was something that I personally am happy I had no idea how challenging it was going to be because I probably wouldn't do it. And I haven't done it since. But I, we did this interview with Jaime not too long ago. And we were talking about how he ran in diapers and he ran for, he runs for fun. And he's done so many consecutive LA marathons. But he had no idea what he was getting in, himself into either. So I kind of think there's like a recipe for success here. Like you kind of got to jump in. And not know what you're getting yourself into. And then then you can slowly progress and get into it more afterwards. So did that make you love running? <laughs> Just jumping into a half marathon uh, without training? I suppose, personally, on a personal note, I'm the opposite. I disliked every step of the way. And I haven't signed up for a marath- half marathon since. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what was the next step for you? You joined some fitness classes and then you started improving and getting better in your running and activity level and fitness level what were you looking to do next honestly at that point like i at the at that point i wasn't really thinking of doing any more half marathons ever i was just running for the fun of it and i had met uh my a really close friend of mine well a, a, a lady who became my really close friend we met teaching and through fitness class as well and we started doing like buddy runs together so you know she we lived in different different towns not too far away but she'd come to to where i lived and we'd run one day and then the next day i'd go to where she lived in her town and we'd do a run together and we developed quite a friendship through running so the, at that point, that's all I was doing. I was running to socialize with friends and, and to get to know people better. I hadn't had any plans of doing any big races or anything, just keeping it fun. Okay, so you met one of your friends now and you were being more consistent with runs. You guys were doing some fun runs together. What was the next step? I know that nutrition was something that was important to you. When did that make a change in your life and when did you start to realized that better nutrition meant better recovery, better runs, better times, and maybe a better overall athlete? Nutrition was really a slow process or journey for me. It's not something that I focused on in the beginning when I started running or working out on a more regular basis. But I was learning more and more about food and trying different foods and different recipes and really trying to clean up my diet more for energy purposes because I was new in a teaching career and found out quickly that I didn't have the energy to keep up with the kids in the classroom. So I started looking at nutrition and making small adjustments, getting rid of the refined sugar and processed foods and focusing more on a plant-based diet. I noticed that my energy throughout the day increased so much and then slowly I noticed how my recovery through running and after workouts was 
faster. So then I really developed a passion for nutrition and it's something that is really important for me today. And I just ran my fourth marathon, well not just ran, but last year I ran my fourth half marathon and it was my best run recovery wise, time wise. And I really owe that to my recovery process or my nutrition. Yeah, that's great. I think it's fantastic that you found your edge or found the way for you to stand out and recover and do better because I think that no one's mentioned, at least on this show, no one's mentioned um, nutrition and how it can positively affect yourself as an athlete or recovery time or better times. And I think that there's definitely something to nutrition. Myself, as a professional athlete, learned that nutrition helped me run faster, recover quicker. It helped me heal my body and perform at, at such a high level. So we kind of experienced the same type of thing in our own careers going separate paths. And I was kind of fortunate too, Drew, because I never liked those conventional energy sources like the gels or the gummies that I just didn't like the taste of them. So naturally, I looked for different food sources to fuel my runs. Now, I haven't done any ultra running or any full marathons. I know fueling for those longer runs is a little bit different, but I was fortunate enough to be able to fuel my body and fuel my body like throughout a run and after a run with just food. Yeah, that's fantastic. And like we highly believe in food in a number of different ways, especially when it comes to understanding the nutrients we're putting in our body and how we can be positive, positively affected in different ways. So I'd imagine you started fueling your body not just for runs, but for recovery or the off season, let's say, or other times throughout the year. Yeah, it really became a lifestyle. But like I said in the beginning, when we started talking about nutrition, it wasn't something that just happened overnight. It's been a long process. It's been a number of years that I've been working on nutrition. And every day, every year, I'm improving, learning new things and implementing different things as well. And your passion is turned into a career. (laughs) that's right that's interesting so tell us so a lot of times people think if they don't know your behind the scenes story of how you be have you got how you got into nutrition which is what we're talking about here they just think you're a baker and you're a chef and they know that you're working on a recipe book they haven't known the backstory so tell our listeners that don't know what's going on now in your life Well, now we run an online fitness membership where I actually have the privilege of creating meal plans for our members, and I do some coaching as well. I also am in the middle of writing a recipe book as well, and this is all health-driven. So all of the recipes in the recipe book are refined sugar free for example and I have a big sweet tooth I love my sweets and when I was transitioning into a healthier way of living and cut sugar out of my world I had to believe that I could still have a muffin or that I could still have a cookie and that's what really spinned my passion for baking healthy so in the recipe book there's no refined sugar we only have natural sources of sugar such as maple syrup or honey for example as opposed to refined sugars 
Yeah, that's great. And now, so it's pretty cool that you started at where a lot of people are now, and now you've not only improved your own nutrition over the years, but you teach other people to do the same. Very cool. So let's move on to one of your most challenging runs or races. This is something that I ask everyone about on this show, and I'm interested to hear your story and how it began. Without a doubt, my most challenging run race was my third half marathon. And I had talked about earlier about developing a really close relationship with another runner who became a really close friend, like almost like a sister to me. And um, we lost her um, Christmas 2015 just randomly, which was really difficult time for me in my life and I actually stopped running so losing her had a huge impact on me emotionally and I just couldn't lace up the runners without without her by my side but when the new year came around you know it was a dark lull for quite a long time a few months I suppose but then I decided that I wanted to do a charity run in her in her honor. So I put a little charity campaign together. She was an artist, so I decided to raise money for a children's art program in our community. And it was really, really difficult. That, tr- that training was really, really difficult for me because I felt so alone because I was used to having her by my side and running with me. But each each step that I took, I, I did feel that, that she was with me or that I was doing it for her. So that kind of gave me strength at the same time. And race day itself was physically challenging and emotionally challenging all in one. (laughs) So it was in the Rocky Mountains, this particular run. And I chose a Rocky Mountain run because it was one of her favorite places to visit was the mountains. So I knew that if I was doing a race in her honor that it would be in, in the mountains. But one thing I did not prepare myself for was hills. <laughs> so a mountain run requires a lot of hill training, which I did not do. So physically that was taxing. But also the day of, it had been beautiful. It was a September run and it had been beautiful all the way um, up to the run. The day of the run, freezing rain. I don't know if any of you or how many of you have experienced freezing rain before, but it is not pleasant. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, especially in the mountains. So if it's raining in the mountains and it's cold, like September, and these are Alberta mountains, by the way, a little bit different than California mountains. But uh, I know a large large listening base is is Californian, but these Alberta mountains in Canada are a little bit different and a little bit colder. And so it was raining and you guys were freezing and it was sounds like a miserable experience. I got to tell you, (laughs) (laughs) I was freezing from the start line and didn't warm up throughout the whole run. And on top of that, because it had been raining all night, the and you're running through through some woodsy foresty kind of areas. It was so muddy. And I remember trying to run up this hill and it was like 
a slide, like so slippery. Every step you took, it was like a slide back. You take another step forward, you'd slide two steps back. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to get up this hill? So I literally went on all fours and I crawled up that hill. (laughs) That was the only solution I could think of that would actually get me to the top of that. (laughs) So you guys are, you say you're soaking wet and your feet are wet and it's cold and muddy. Sounds like a less than pleasant experience. And I, yeah, I thought that my toes might fall off, (laughs) but I had my bib on, you know, that was, that showed my support for, for my friend and my charity. And I just had to get through it. Yeah. Challenging without question. So what was it that got you through? You talked about your friend and then the charity. Is that what, what was the driving force to get you through that most challenging time in this run? Absolutely. It was very emotional. Not only was I dealing with the physical elements of the run, but also the emotional elements of of the run as well. I hadn't, at this point, it only been a couple of months or a few months since my, since Rosina had passed that. And I was still dealing with the emotional side effects of that as well. And so it was, it was crazy, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) What was it like coming down the stretch to finish that race? Oh my gosh. I had never been so happy to see the finish line in my life. I actually, when I turned the corner around to the finish line, I just fled to the finish line and I was crying. Uh, Probably a few meters out, you know, 203 meters out from the finish line, I had started bawling. And I think half because I was finishing, right? So happy. Like it was like a happy, yay, I'm finishing cry. But half was because of all of the emotional um, experience of the run as well. And so how about after you cross the finish line and you're in tears, are you have any thoughts of running again? Or are you like, I'm never running again? Never again. (laughs) That was my last run (laughs) in my mind. (laughs) I actually verbalized those words. I am never doing this again. And I was out of there. Normally, you know, you stick around and you chat and sometimes there's trade show booths and you can, you stay around to congratulate other runners and all of that. But I was gone. Like I <laughs> stepped across that finish line and I was like, Forrest Gump just kept running until I was home. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay. So after that, you get a chance to recover and you're emo- hopefully emotionally healing and physically as well. This is your third half marathon. Why did you decide to sign up for another one? I it got me like like after I'd recovered from from that run and you know it's that I think it's the challenge that it offers and the account for me the accountability and the challenge that it offers the training the training is not any like not easy <laughs> you know it takes commitment and and focus and drive but that's something that I need in my life is that that accountability so I had just finished my teaching career actually leading up to my fourth half half marathon I decided to take a step back from my teaching career and I was a little bit I was doing my 
health and fitness business full time now. And I was super excited to start that, but also a little bit sad to have been leaving my, my career. So I was in a little bit of a funk, I suppose. I needed a new goal. I needed some new inspiration. So I thought, why not sign up for another half marathon <laughs> to get me out of this funk? Didn't you get rid of some of your stuff from your last half marathon? Didn't you get rid of some water bottles or something? I faintly remember you being like, I'm never going to use this again. Oh, yes. That was after the third. Yes. The third half marathon. I got rid of my water belt. I got rid of a lot of stuff because I was never doing that again. <laughs> <Didn't> <laughs> like my that. my runners, I gave away my like my my runners. I gave away my water belt. Who wants running shorts? Not running again ever. <laughs> so yeah, I did get rid of stuff. So then when I decided to do to train for another half marathon, because I was really it wasn't until more recently the, the within the last couple years that I've become a more consistent runner. I was really sporadic for the first few years in that I would train for a half marathon, run the half marathon, and then not run again until the next half marathon or the next race, (laughs) or sign up for a 5k fun run and train for the 5k, run the 5k, and then not run again until I signed up for another race. (laughs) So it wasn't until more recently that I have started becoming more consistent with my running and it environment plays a huge role into that you know recently we moved here to the south bay area and it is just more appealing to run in the sunshine warm than it is to run in the snowy cold (laughs) so i think the environment plays a big role into my consistency or weather but also I have really developed an appre- more of an appreciation and love for running over the last few years as well. And okay, so you fast forward, you got through your fourth um, half marathon. You're feeling good. What, what's next in the future for you? Or maybe how did you feel after you finished that fourth half marathon? And you, I think you ran the next day, didn't you? Yeah, I felt fantastic after my fourth half marathon. It was my best time, but it was my best run. Physically, you know, recovery was on point. I was so diligent with my nutrition and my recovery, you know, my stretching and taking my supplements. And then I'm a huge believer in essential oils as well. So I use quite a lot of essential oils to help me with recovery as well. And I was very diligent about my regimen, regimen or regime. What what is the right word there? (laughs) (laughs) I was really diligent about that routine and it was the the best. Like I ran my, that half marathon with confidence and then I recovered really, really well. The next day I was out running. That's awesome. Okay. So what's the next, what's the next plan for you? Do you have any runs in the future or do you have any plans to set another goal? Do you have any? What's going on? Well, I am really enjoying, I am a newer member of the South Bay Runner Club, so I'm really enjoying the meetups with the club. That's that's something that I plan to continue for sure. I don't have any races planned here in the near future, but I am interested, of course, in doing another half marathon. People have asked me, oh, you've done a few half marathons now. Are you going to do a full? Not quite sure about that one. <laughs> Not sure I have the drive. 
alive to do a full, but who knows? Maybe after a couple more half marathons, I'll do a full. I've also been kind of toying with the idea of trying out some other sports and, you know, swimming and biking and, and maybe putting on... It would take a lot of training because I'm new at this, but maybe try having a try at having a try at a try <laughs> in in the future. Now that wouldn't be the near future, but you know something to in the next few years. Something to think about. Something to think about. <laughs> awesome, Dorothy. Is there anything that we missed or anything that you'd like to add before we wrap things up? I don't think so, Drew. Thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed talking to you about my story. It's our pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll look forward to hearing how things go in the future. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this episode of Transformations Through Running. We're so grateful that for Dorothy to take some time out of her day to share with us, to share her story and let us know how it all began and how she was able to push through this challenging time in her life. Just want to mention Detoxify Yourself before we let you go. Detoxify Yourself is our plant-based meal plan on how we teach you how to avoid toxins in your life. So the meal plan is gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and GMO-free. We talk about what's your, the toxins you're putting on your body as well as what you're putting in your body. There's a 30-day meal plan, and there's all kinds of recipes and ideas on how to avoid processed food and refined sugar and other toxins that are holding us back and preventing us from being our best self. And when I say best self, I'm talking about how do we can recover better and put better quality foods in our body. This book all stemmed from my experience as a professional athlete and how I was able to fuel my body, heal quicker, and perform better at the highest level possible. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Our sister show is called Exploring Mind and Body, which is also a podcast, and that's all about holistic health. We interview guests from all around the world on nutrition, lifestyle, fitness, and more, so you can definitely check that out on your favorite podcasting platform. That show is also nationally syndicated across Canada on radio which is very cool. I'm super super grateful for that opportunity, which is where this journey began for me. I'm on Instagram, instagram.com slash Drew Tadia. I'd love to connect there. If you follow me, follow me, shoot me a message, let me know you've been listening to the show. I'd definitely love to follow you back and make a connection there. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash. We're super active on Facebook. We love to put up a couple posts a day and connect with our community there as well. So if you follow us along there, shoot us a message and let us know that you're following, following us around there too. And lastly, our main website is trueformlife.com. If you need any recipe ideas, if you need some videos, all these past podcasts can be found on trueformlife.com. Tons of information. We've had that website for over 10 years, if you could imagine, and we post weekly on it. So all kinds of information to help you live a healthy lifestyle. If there's anything we can do to help you get going in the right direction, feel free to shoot us a message. Thanks again for being here. Hope to catch you on the next show.